what it do, what it do, what it do, what it do. This is Glendy Andrews representing the homie Elijah Brady. And uh, we are heroes and kings. Um, been busy. May 4th, May 5th, I think it is. I know it's Monday. Still under the quarantine of uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus here in Georgia. Uh, Talked to a lot of folks across the country, in different parts of the country, reading a lot of the stuff that's on social media and on the internet and just trying to uh, assess observe, plan, see what I'm going to do the next coming weeks, months, year. God willing, I'll still be here. Want to keep this positive as possible, and I will. It's, 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 It's one of those things... You can make it difficult or you can make it easy. It's really on you. It definitely is a choice. Definitely, we are in tough times, but what generation has not faced tough times if they are self-aware, self-actualized, and aware of what's going on around them? You cannot be a human being, a living entity, and not understand or be aware of what's going on around you. Uh, As usual, as well, uh, we are heroesandkings.world, heroesandkings.com. We have an apparel store, and we have gaiters. If anyone doesn't know what a gaiter is, it's kind of like a neck scarf and or a headband, but it can uh, be lifted and lift it up above the nose and not only does it cover your nose and mouth and for my men out there who have beards it'll cover your beard as well and one thing we suggested with our gator to make it make it the ultimate uh, face mask and not only keep you healthy from within yourself and if someone outside of you is sick uh, we suggest you either throw a k95 mask up under it or you buy two and wear two you double them up where you just have just enough where you can breathe in and out but you're blocking any kind of moisture or any kind of uh particle that's flying in the air that could uh, make you sick so we have the what we call the neck gator face mask we have legit five five layer and seven layer mask as well so we got some stuff on our on our website that's branded you know it, it serves a purpose but it is branded uh what i'm going to start doing this month and going into the future with how we're going to do this as well as what me and elijah has been talking about behind the scenes as far as our training one-on-one training our business our future plans and what we're trying to do and what we want to accomplish. Uh, We've been giving away a lot of information uh, because we both find that training, lifting weights, and just the way we go about our lifestyle has its purpose, has its meaning, and it's inspirational, motivational to other folks, and we have to use that. We give that away, but as personal trainers, master trainers, we, we... personal trained folks as well as we train trainers to show them how to run their business and that's kind of been kind of the a question mark uh, difficult space to be in because how do you measure a teacher how do you measure uh a master trainer for personal trainer and I'm not talking about what they can teach you to be what they can teach you to do as far as lifting weights what I'm talking about how great is a trainer or teacher if it's based on money because me and Elijah we are no nowhere near wealthy in the finance finance area but when it comes to the wealth of knowledge the wealth of life experience academic wealth uh, 
the wealth of being heterosexual men with kids. He has his, his fiance, his girlfriend, girlfriend, fiance. I have my wife. I can speak to what it is to be married. We'll be married 23 years this year. I'm doing the math. Yep, 23 years. But I have known my wife a total 28 years from the time we were dating and once I came here to school. So I can speak on relationship stuff. Um, Elijah has two young boys. I have two what you would consider grown children. My son is 22. My daughter is 20. You know, both in college. He's about to finish up. She is going to be a sophomore. And just raising kids. You know, the decisions and choices you make when you raise kids. I can speak to that. Uh... I'm gonna, hit, I'm gonna hit three. I'm gonna hit three specific things. One, I'm going to hit on the topic of something I've been seeing with a bunch of single men, particularly single black men. I've seen it in, in a few other uh, ethnic groups as well. Uh, one, the Caucasian ethnic group, uh, Caucasian guys. I see them th- see them with their MGTOW, MGTOW, which they call men going their own way. I'm also starting to see a trend of young black men. And young black men between the ages of say maybe 18, 20 to about 30. I'm outside, so if you hear any noise in the background, between the ages of about 20 to 35. And I see it with, with other white men, Hispanic men, Asian men, especially those who have a degree of success and a little bit of money. I see a, a little trend that I see a little trend with these guys. I'm gonna speak on that, and then I'm going to hit on the topic of just. The whole thing I was talking about, what is success and are we really in a position to tutor, teach, mentor if we're not rich, if we're, if we're not sitting on just bags of money and our, our validation is the finance, but not so much the validation of our work. So first topic, uh, I get invited to be on a lot of I get invited to be on a lot of men's groups and they often point out topics of how challenging dating is right now as well as raising kids uh, looking at the Me Too movement the feminist movement and just looking at several topics as it pertains to the relationships between men and women and I would dare say that I'm concerned and I, and I thank God my, my son don't have some of the views that I see in some of these young men because I'm guessing and I'm guessing I, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying this and I don't know if it's for sure or not. I know some of some of the guys background and I see kind of a fundamental variable with most of these guys the majority of them did not have a father in their life they may have had coaches maybe church deacons pastor uncles maybe older brothers but it's a it's a disturbing perspective and view that I'm starting to see with the young, a lot of young brothers as it pertained to the opposite, opposite sex. And noticed it a while back and it's, I don't take on this position that I'm like the great soothsayer or the great sage or the great person that should speak on any topic that pertains to black men, black women, black folks anything on on that level however anything I speak on is because of my experiences and there's people a lot of people who trust me they recognize that I tell the truth that I am authentic uh, I don't I don't shy away from the difficult question or the difficult topic and 99% of the time I have an answer 
quite possibly have an answer and quite possibly definitely have an answer, but I also may have a solution. And a lot of what I see from a society standpoint, there's not going to be any quick fixes. Uh, we're looking at some things that happen in the community and across the country, maybe even across the world. That's not that's not so much a one-time solution or one-time fix. It's going to be many things that's, that will aid in moving whatever situation it is in a positive direction. But a lot of this stuff kind of happens kind of generationally. So I'm seeing this young, this younger generation doing what they were doing, what they're doing. I remember when I was young, what our generation, our our perspective on a lot of things, what we were doing, and and it's probably going to be the same for the generations, generations to follow. That is that. That's kind of like the part of the life cycle, the part of the the whole thing of human beings and sociology and socialism. Not gonna say socialism, but the sociology. In psychology and even the anthropo- anthro- anthropology of human beings and how they exist among each other. But I'll say this. Uh, I see a lot of young brothers with an antagonistic me against them perspective when it comes to black women. Just the same. I see that same antagonistic combative uh, point the finger mentality from black women towards black men and both parties are guilty both men and women are guilty of where we are one generation of men or one generation of women neglecting to teach a their kids and or, or another younger generation right from wrong respect honor character accountability compassion empathy leadership sacrifice choices understanding assets and liabilities and not from a financial standpoint but from your spirit from your soul, from your heart so many things I've seen I would say in the last two months really kind of being on this quarantine thing and not watching TV and just kind of watching what's on the internet Instagram, social, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter. Uh, I caught a, 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 a snippet of a, a st- I guess she's a stripper, had a stripper pole in her house and had a little girl probably about one, about two to three years old. And as she was doing her thing on the stripper pole, she had possibly her daughter, I'm talking about a little, little baby, on sitting kind of sitting on her behind as she kind of spin on the slipper on the stripper pole and it was a bunch of guys it was a guy who posted it and they were commenting on it and I, I saw two things for me in that picture three things really one that a guy posted it up just posted it up doing this this health crisis and just I, knowing he was going to get a bunch of feedback, so I see a, I see a lot of cheerleading, and I, I, as a matter of fact, I'll go ahead and put it like this: I see a lot of feminine, female cheerleading or dog whistling from young black men, which my generation and the generation before me, we were a little bit more quiet a little bit more stealth and maybe that's a curse maybe that's wrong but the one thing we did not do was bring attention to situations that not only bring that would not only bring negative tension negative attention to that subject but it would be something assessed from another culture as stupid as hell as well. 
And that's the one the one part that bothered me that this individual felt he, he was going to know, knew he was going to get a bunch of hits and a bunch of views and a bunch of likes and a bunch of comments on him posting this particular video. The second part of it is it was disturbing to have this little girl and I'm assuming it was her mom be on a stripper pole I guess in her apartment and kind of like her stripper training or stripper practice or whatever it is and have the little girl involved in it as well if we didn't have the conditions that we have where stripping is just like prostitution and just this warped puritanical perspective we have about the female body or the human body or genitalia and clothes and uh, censorship or the lack thereof and the hypocrisy of religion and the hypocrisy of these men in power who want to impose rules and regulations and censorship behind the scenes they're freaking sadomasochist freaks proven if you do your research yet this young lady felt compelled to show her training and involve her daughter then my third observation of it is oddly enough the exercise and the activity from me from a personal training standpoint realizing Individuals who do this kind of work, the ones who really work the pole up and down and pull themselves up and twirl and, and flip themselves around and in all kind of flexible positions, that takes a, a high degree of coordination, mind-muscle connection, mind-spirit, mind-body connection, and... If it wasn't for the idea and the theme of a magic city, I know about magic city. A stripper pole vertically is no difference than a horizontal gymnastic pole or pull-up bar or any other type of calisthenic equipment you can exercise on. So it's 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 a it's a it's a whole bunch to read into something that's whimsical and quite possibly could be no big deal and careless. Oh, not to say careless, no big deal and just whimsical. Had it not been a video, had there been no video, this is just another morning or afternoon where a daughter's a, a, a mom is spending time with her daughter and she's doing these things on the pole and it wouldn't it wouldn't be it wouldn't be nothing you know I, I sometimes find and I catch myself I don't really put a lot put a lot of videos out uh, of training training people and, and all the things I can do being as old as I am and being in pretty good shape because I just don't think there needs to be a video or camera on for everything you do from waking up in the morning to eating but I am an OG I am older and in this new world putting your life and putting everything you do has made some individuals rich and it's a part of what folks do now with these cell phones and cameras and videos and what you can record and catch and the whole thing of something going viral like COVID-19. Something going viral. A video going viral. A picture going viral. <laughs> we got a virus <laughs> right now that's viral. But those three things hit me about that picture. One, this black man posting it up and inviting the thoughts and critique. Two, that this young lady took it upon herself to take probably the number two oldest profession in the world 
and invite her young daughter into the mix while she's doing her her pole training. And three, in any other condition, in any other situation, in any other theme or world, this would be no more, no less than exercise. Something to think about. A young girl with a stripper pole, with a pole, I don't even know they call it a stripper pole, with a exercise pole in her apartment under quarantine with her daughter using social media and the phone. Something to think about. Number two. Young men, particularly young black men, looking at and, it's, and I said this damn near 10 years ago because even I did it let's, let's, let me not be a hypocrite uh, there is a part of us that is primitive we talking Neanderthal Cro-Magnon <laughs> Astropolithicus we talking early man mammals we procreate we create life How men look at women in civilized a civilized society. How I did. How men look at cars. How men look at jewelry. How men look at money and possessions. And the perspective of a majority of young men who did not have a rite of passage or be ordained the transition of becoming boy to man. The opposite of that, I see a lot of women complaining about, and I'm doing air quotes, black women complaining about black men. And always, always what I say when I observe black women critiquing, observing, and giving thoughts about black men, especially negative, that you're not talking about black men or African-American men. You're talking about an African-American boy that's immature boy behavior it's a difference there is a difference between a man and a boy there is a difference and this English language I'm outside and you can hear my neighbor's dog Uh, this English language is sometimes as soft as cotton, sometimes it's just as deadly, just as deadly as a nuclear bomb, depending on what is being said. And as a great listener, I consider myself a great listener, not a good listener, a great listener. Not only do I listen to the words, I listen to the tone, I catch the theme, I catch the double meaning, I catch the symbolism. See, I have several dictionaries and several thesauruses in the in my bookcase. Because English is not something I'm I good at. Grammar is something I'm not good at. I double up on those things to improve on what I read and what I hear. And 
I dare say use the other senses of seeing what someone is speaking and I'm looking in their eyes, especially if I'm watching a YouTube video and I'm listening and watching the body language. Tone, volume, verbiage, the source, dictionary, what are you, double meaning, symbolism, what are you, what are you, what are you, what are you truly trying to say when black women or African-American women say black men are dogs or black men don't do this or black men don't do that and the moment the split second I read it or hear it I see individuals who have I see and hear individuals who have been programmed I see and hear individuals who are who have been put under a hypnotic spell. They might even mean well. They might even want the best outcome, the best solution, want something better, want black men to be great. But I I still see the programming. I still see the hypnosis. I still see the puppeteer string because in my world, by definition, there's a difference between a man and a boy. And when you say man, It's all life experiences. It's all suffering. It's all successes. It's all for failures. It's all the greatness. It's all the bloodshed. It's all the pain. It's all the sacrifice. You still smile. You're still the one they call. You're still the one that don't even have to be called because you was already watching. Your hands wasn't in your pocket. You wasn't standing around waiting to make things happen. You already had the wheels in motion. You were in your space physically and mentally quietly observing waiting to strike there is a difference between boys and men I was once a boy and now I'm a grown ass man I know when I see immature behavior and extended adolescence I just raised a young man I mentor teach coach conversate and have dialogue with young men as a matter of fact most of the, the brothers I know and when I say brothers I call my white friends, I call my Japanese friends, I call my Hispanic friends, I call my Armenian friends, the men that I know, I call them all brothers. And all the young brothers that I know, move a certain way, act a certain way, behave a certain way and where there's fog where there's cloudiness lack of focus they text me call me email me or even come by the garage come by the house I got all equipment in the garage 
and we don't even sometimes they come over the house to work out come on over to the gym to work out and I'll end up sitting they sit up on a plyometric box and I'm sitting on one of the chairs and we get to talking about a challenge or or or, or a present problem and they just want to know what an OG think about it or would do. A difference between a boy and a man. I was a boy up until about 15, 16. Dealing with death on many levels. Observing death on many levels. That didn't make me a man. It was it was everything. It was understanding responsibility, understanding accountability, being responsible, not being lazy, work ethic dedication, discipline, patience, proactive, not reactive, planning, knowing when to walk away, knowing when to keep your mouth closed, don't worry about the battle, but definitely, definitely win the war. Knowing your place under the sun. Knowing your place on this planet. Not that place that Jim Crow signs defined. There's a difference between boys in adolescence boys behavior men behavior the definition of a man has a foundation as the world evolve as things change as time move What make men men is not surgical removal or even jackhammered removal of what's solid. What is a part of the foundation of a man, good or bad, negative or positive, the foundation is. That difference between boys to men. The boy is still creating his foundation. It's still soft, still mushy, it's still being manipulated. Some of it is self-manipulation, some of it is influence externally. That difference. That transition, men take all those experiences, take all those losses, take all those wins, take time, then take the time to create their own foundation. difference between boys and men and this time at that time at that transition we're talking quick creep 
Rybar, <laughs> framing, perfect weather conditions, sweat, <laughs> post hole digger, digging the holes for the posts, for the frame. We're talking about laying down something that will never be removed. <laughs> it don't lie, it don't cheat, it is, it just exists. It's that foundation, it's that foundation of a man. It don't lie, it don't cheat, it ain't in a hurry, it don't procrastinate. Don't make any excuses. Get shit done. It's on time. It's not weak. The only tear is shed. It's for the passing of the one gave them life all other tears and emotions have to be compartmentalized used as fuel used as motivation for action <laughs> I, I dare say the action is already in place. It's like a, a high horsepower automobile. A well-built automobile built for high performance. But there's always kind of a, a power adder, you know, like nitrous or turbo or supercharger. But the foundation is all, always already solid. A difference between a boy and a man talking about that foundation. Foundation gets poured, gets created by a man. All, all the life experiences, all the disasters, all the celebrations, all the mistakes, all the successes pour that foundation. Then going forward the foundation ain't broken up and dug up all the other things that come along in time just get added to it all the knowledge all the research all the experience gets added to it I dare say we're living in a time where <laughs> a bunch of brothers got weak foundations. As a matter of fact, it's really a bunch of young men with either no foundation or their foundation is 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 was not built with the right materials. We'll put it like that. We got a lot of young brothers who, young men whose foundation was not built with the correct, the highest standard, the best, the strongest material. And even if you had the best, the strongest, the highest standard material, you gotta follow directions. That's probably lesson number one. Follow directions. It doesn't mean you can't question the directions, but if the directions have are logical, 
in our common sense follow directions simple directions putting putting a bike together opening an envelope and it says do not use a knife or some other type of cutting object to open the envelope and what do you do (laughs) you cut it with a sharp object (laughs) you cut the check cut the check in half or cut the top of the check with the date and quite possibly the original signature now you can't use the check because you didn't follow direction excuse me directions from an authority figure that's legit that's logical follow another name for directions excuse me I will call blueprint the blueprint excuse me schematics plans Instructions. We won't even call them directions. We'll call them instructions. Instructions with right and wrong. We know what's right. We know what's wrong. Those who know what's wrong, they always look left to right to see if somebody's seeing them. They knew it was wrong. Those who know right from wrong when they're doing wrong <laughs> they wait till nighttime so they can't be seen or they wear a disguise the moment you're in disguise you know you're doing wrong you even have some who swing to the other side they don't care if you see them they know they're wrong they identify being wrong they embrace being wrong that's where Charles Darwin come into play because that's not adaptation actually it is adaptation but it was but what it is is not evolving being wrong looking wrong and knowing you're wrong is a death sentence figuratively and literally knowing you're wrong looking wrong and acting wrong is a death sentence literally and figuratively so I see a lot of these air quoting young men whining and complaining about single mothers whining and complaining about gold diggers whining and complaining and being concerned about why women wear weaves and why women are going to get their nails done at Chinese salons I see young brothers critiquing and specifically my young black brothers have this critique about light-skinned melanin and dark-skinned melanin. Some offer a good buddy of mine just did a question just asked a question And it was a legitimate question. It was a legitimate question because he just wanted to get a, what is the, asking me what was the perspective on it. Looking at these games, the 
that are being played amongst each other. Lose-lose situations. It's like dice. Statistics. Probability of success and the probability of failure. Young black men, young men in general, but young black men, you no longer can look at females as property or symbolically or hypothetically make the assumption that a young lady is not a human being first. We are human beings first. young African American men your mom your sister your girlfriend your neighbor the female neighbor your great mother your grandmother human being first female second respect give that respect they're not a thing they're not a possession they're not a piece of property not your sexual victim and that goes both ways I still have some old fashioned ways about myself keep the peace provide and protect definitely living in a different capitalist economic time where African American women have more access and although they are great but it's due in part to being less of a threat under that primitive nature of procreation don't be naive it's primitive sophistication got clothes but the only thing separate us or separates consciousness only thing separate human beings from animals is consciousness and clothes and the decisions we make yeah I said it primitive sophistication the only thing that separates man from animal is consciousness clothes and decisions Weighing those decisions. Stepping away from instinct. Deciding to step away from instinct. Black women are not property. Black men, we are not property. Don't that sound familiar? Property. Two thousand twenty. Black folks better learn to love blackness. Solution. Erase your hard drive. Unlearn what you have learned. Every beautiful sister, every handsome man is not your next meal ticket or your next boyfriend or girlfriend. However, the next person or individual of opposite opposite sex you may see Maybe that gift. The next person of opposite sex, man seeing a woman, woman seeing a man, may be that gift that your spirit 
and heart and soul needs what you've been missing. That next individual of opposite sex, opposite sex, man seeing a woman, woman seeing a man while you're out and about, not your next meal ticket, but literally the person (laughs) you quite possibly could have a blood clot (laughs) in your lungs, in your body, and you see that person and the vibrations and the frequency change the way changes the way your circulatory system your your body comes alive and if that's mutual that individual that you see has the same frequency and vibration when they see you recognize it for what it is it's like an eclipse definitely know it comes once it may come twice or maybe three times for some it's too deep I'll, I'll bring it back for you to walk into a room filled with people I'll even bring it back even even bring it back even more bring it closer more when I get off a plane land in Oregon and I see my son waiting for me. You know, these are my kids. I'm speaking to it for my kids. What it does to my heart when I arrive in Oregon and my son is waiting for me. And I hadn't seen him in a while, though I've talked to him in texting. The same as when I arrive in Arizona and I see my daughter pulling up to pick me up at the airport. What it does for my soul and what it does for my heart. The same as... I just left my son I just left my daughter and now I'm coming back to the A and my, my wife is there to pick me up at the airport and I see her coming as, as I see her coming up I can see her smile and I'm happy to see her that's a vibe that's a frequency that don't happen with everybody <laughs> because some folks when you see them coming when they're in your space it's like a cloud it's like darkness it's immediate it's split second it doesn't take an hour it doesn't take a minute it's the senses it's five seconds it's not love at first sight it's not that it's the human connection of the opposite sex I can't speak to the LGBT community I can only speak to the heterosexual community it's split second electricity so I dare say as you're out and about young men young women much does not have to be said but even what is said should be the truth because if you start off lying there's no connection you walk into that room filled with people you speak, you're polite. There are the conversations. We're in COVID-19, so I'm thinking of beyond quarantine, beyond the six-foot space we have to give each other. And even if it is six-foot space or before 
you see that person that opposite sex it's the eyes it should be a smile smiling don't cost nothing everybody smiling at each other but it's a different frequency it's a different vibration young brothers and young sisters that are complaining complaining about what black boys are doing and black boys complaining about what black girls are doing those who complain look in the mirror I look in the mirror every morning. The mirror is my whiteboard. I have messages on my mirror. But I also make sure I look at myself real good. Those of you who complain, complain while you're looking in the mirror. What adjustments do you need to make? You thinking it's external. Outside of you, it might be you. You might be part of the problem. You speak on negativity every day. You voice in negativity every day. You write about negativity every day. You enjoying getting paid marketing and promoting negativity every day. Quite frankly, I think it's you. I think it's you, black man. I think it's you, black woman. You the problem. You your own worst enemy. So I ask, what you gonna do? married I'm at peace with quarantine my wife's my best friend we just finished bike riding my kids are good I talked to my parents yesterday as they came by the house in the 80s that challenged population parents married over 58 years Talk to my good friend Vince Burton. Talk to my good friend David York. Talk to my good friend Marcus Coney. We all have the same philosophical way of looking at the rites of passage and what it is to be a black man. All four of us married over 20 years. All four of us with kids who are contributors to the community and not vampires to the community. transition from boy to man create your own foundation unlearn what you have learned erase the hard drive don't try to fix a virus you can't you must change there's nothing negative about a man black woman when you speak of the challenges and the issues you're not speaking or talking about a black man you're talking about a black boy we're talking about extended adolescence we're talking about immaturity if you open your mouth and you say this black man and it's not positive the problem is you You don't recognize the difference between a man and a boy. Yeah, I said it. And I can prove it too. The moment you open your mouth. So when you open your mouth, 
Speak on what you know. Speak on your experiences. Don't say boy and don't say man. I don't deny you your experiences. But what you're speaking on.